Final faction. The Korg. That's on TV yet? That's a throwback to what? Our Christmas episode. Episode four. It's a Dollar Tree Christmas. So bad on so many levels. Uh, yes, the so, Dollar Tree Christmas. So we haven't done a show since the Friday CM Punk came back, right? Yes. Yeah, so last so, week we did not do a show. Uh, now we're hitting the ground running. We've got some stuff to talk about. So what I what I told you to watch the other night was the Val Kilmer documentary called Val, which is Val. on Amazon Prime. Which yes. I, I did warn you and tell you it was very depressing. Which it's super depressing, dude. It is so, so depressing. Like, I like Falcon. I had no idea he was in such terrible shape. I really no, didn't. I knew he had throat cancer. I didn't think he was in that bad of shape, though. But he can't eat because he has a breathing tube. Yeah. Um, he's in really rough shape, actually. But, you know, he, he's living, for lack of a better word. Uh, the documentary is really, really interesting, actually, because his kid reads it. As him, he did. He narrates right. the documentary as Val Kilmer because Val Kilmer wrote the narration for the documentary, and and also he um he like the reason there's this documentary. It's not just a documentary of like you know a couple interviews with Val Kilmer. It's probably sixty five percent home video footage, and he's got cases upon cases of video. What was it? A whole warehouse full of just like, like a whole part of this warehouse. It's just like full, it's so much. I'm just like fucking videotapes and what are they? What are the old fucking style videos? Like family movies, movies that he took while filming other movies. Yeah, I got a video of like a really really young Sean Penn and Kevin Bacon from a Broadway show that they did. Yeah, like in which, the 80s. Like the first thing, and he was pissed off about it because he wasn't the lead anymore. Because they signed Kevin Bacon and then they signed Sean Penn, and then he got the whatever the comedic asshole part. Which I mean, Val Kilmer always played the asshole, so it's kind of like kind of fitting. Well, like, uh, and then like there was a whole little part in the middle where uh, they were like, "Oh, is he really like difficult to work with? Is he really that hard to 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 deal with as a Hollywood actor?" And I I never really got that impression. From watching his movies, like you can generally tell who's like a real difficult person on screen and off screen. Like, he's in so many movies and he's worked with so many directors. Like I feel like if he was, was really that much of an asshole, he wouldn't be working with all these people. So just going through his movies, like, you know, obviously he was in uh Tombstone, which is probably probably his most famous movie. Well, I mean, Another hold on. Top, Wait, hold. top Top Gun, maybe. Right. So he's in Top Gun and The Doors and yeah. and uh, Tombstone. Is Tombstone his highest grossing movie? It might be Top Gun. Top Gun probably, but he wasn't the star of Top or Gun. Or actually, the- Batman Forever. Mm. Oh, let's say critically successful and monetarily successful is probably Tombstone because Batman Forever made money, but it was critically panned. And then you had, you know, Doors wasn't really received well either, for the most part. So was, I mean, wait, was Tombstone received? I don't know. I mean, I liked it. Uh, it I think 70, it, I think seventy four on Rotten Tomatoes. So yeah. yeah, there's not many highly rated westerns anymore. I mean, to be honest, there, with was, you. there was that. There was a weird period in the early 
2000s open no, range. No, 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 no. In the early 90s, where you had Unforgiven, which won the Academy Award. Then you had uh, Quick and the Dead. Remember yes. that movie? And then uh, Tombstone. And then I believe there was also a Wyatt Earp movie. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, with uh, Kevin Costner, right? Well, he played. He did a yeah. lot of West. He did Dance with Wolves. That was in the 90s, too, wasn't it? Right. Mm-hmm. I, mean, so I, 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 I guess you call that a Western. There's somebody said I read something somewhere how Kevin Costner just plays himself and he gave up after Robin Hood because everybody else in Robin Hood is British except for him, which is, makes no sense. But what's an interesting side point of Kevin Costner? K Cos, yes. man. K Cos. K Cos. Uh, Spring Break USA, right? <laughs> but was it Sizzle Beach a, USA? Sizzle Beach. That's what it was. Sizzle <laughs> Beach. Got it wrong. Throwback. Just throwing back to old episodes here. So. Val Kilmer's been in a, a bunch of movies. A lot of these movies were like I haven't seen, and I, 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 I'm gonna go back and I think watch a bunch of these. Like I don't think I've ever seen The Doors in full. I, I have. I own the actual, the movie. I think I threw away the case and stuff, but I, I own the movie. I'm gonna go back and watch it. It's been a long time since I've seen it. Um, I think. He, How did he, he was, not get nominated? I don't he, know. He was ridiculously Jim Morrison. Yeah, he, yeah. It cost him to get divorced. Right. <laughs> like if. In this day and age, if that movie comes out now, it's almost it's Oscar bait. It's almost certainly going to get a nomination. Well, I mean, that's what they're talking about with that Princess Diana movie, Spencer. They're but saying also, that's going to lead to like fucking Rami Malek. Yeah, that movie sucked. <laughs> that movie was awful, by the way. And he was good in it, but the movie sucked. I don't give a shit what anybody says. That movie sucked balls. But he didn't even get a Golden Globe nomination. No, that's what I don't understand. Malcolm has never been nominated for a Golden Globe. He also played John Holmes in Wonderland, which is one of my favorite movies, too. Like, well, favorite of his movies, I should say. I don't know if I've gone back and watched it in a while, but that was one of those movies that he played. He he's done well in everything. But would I ever think of Val Kilmer as a thespian? No, probably not. But he thought of himself that way, clearly. Right. I mean, he, that's why he took the if you've ever watched any of his movies, The Saint, like he turned down the Batman and Robin to do The Saint because The Saint let him play like 30 different people in the same movie. And I, I actually love, really like that movie. I, I, I love The Saint. That was one of my favorite fucking movies. It's my, not the best, but like I saw it like at the right time in my life when I was like young and like, this is great. But he got a, a Golden Raspberry nomination for that. Like, come on, really? I thought he was pretty good at it. I didn't think it was that badly rated, but maybe it was. I don't know. It's uh, 30% on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. Yeah, I haven't seen it in a really long time. I liked it. I saw it uh, within the last couple of years. It was on Netflix or something. I'm like, let me watch it again. It's cheesy. Yeah, but it's fun. It's a fun movie. You're not going to win awards with it, but, you know, it's a fun movie where he dresses up and does accents and characters and shit. The guy who directed that directed Patriot Games and Clear and Present Danger, which is kind of surprising to me. Philip Noyce. He also directed. <laughs> he also directed. Noice. Fucking duds, man. He directed the Bone Collector, Salt. Well, Ugh. like when I, I thought somebody more famous directed Tombstone, but I was totally wrong. It's some dude, uh, George P. Cosmatos, who did Cobra and Rambo. Like, but you'd think it was it's Rambo too. By the way, he he, he would have done more, but not really. So why did why did he not get nominated in ninety one? Like, I, I need to know why uh, no nominations for... What else came out in 91? That's what I'm trying to figure out. I don't know what else came out that year. 
Um, it really didn't make that much money worldwide. And you'd think a, an Oliver Stone movie would have, especially in that day and age. Yeah, you would think so. But I I, I mean, for, I haven't seen it in many, many years. I mean, that movie came out, God, what, 30 years ago? 1991. Right? 30 years yeah. ago. So I haven't seen it. I haven't easily seen it in probably 20 years. Easily. I, I can't even picture the DVD in my head. It's a double DVD and it's silver with that orange cover on it. So I can March. picture it. Okay. So it came out March 1st, 1994, which mm-hmm. not Oscar yeah. season. No, no, um, no. Best picture that year was Silence of the Lambs. And JFK also came out that same year as well. Yeah, so that, it was, that it, was ne- it was never going to win. <laughs> no, I'm not going to say it was going to win Best Picture. No, no, no. But it, but even saying, but, uh, but but you were going up against Kacos, man. You can't. You're going up. He's going. Oliver Stone was going up against his own movie. Oh god. JFK. Also, Bugsy nominated for Best Picture. That's one we need to throw in the. Wait, uh, did you say it came out in '94? Because it came out in '91. But you said 94, so I was just making sure. Did I say 94? I meant 91. You just said 94. I meant 91. Okay, so best actor that year, Anthony Hopkins uh, for Silence of the Lambs. Okay. Warren Beatty for Bugsy. Nobody ever remembers that movie. Uh, Robert De Niro and Cape Fear. Uh, Nick Nolte in The Prince of Tides and Robin Williams in The Fisher King. Well, you know what's true also is that JFK, the release date for JFK from what I just looked up was December. Yeah, and if the doors came out in March, people forgot about the doors. Real people fast. forgot about it. So I, I mean, mean, yeah, which is if, if mean, that if it gets a limited release in say December of 1990 and has to go up a previous year, which would have put it up against Dances with Wolves. It might he might have had a uh, a chance at getting a nomination here. Man, these are some really weird nominations. Richard Harris for The Field. You ever heard of that movie? The 1990. Never heard of that movie. No. And Jeremy Irons actually won Best Actor that year, but to but to not for, even get a golden a Golden Globe what? nomination. What did Jeremy Irons win for? Uh, Reversal of Fortune. Never heard of that movie. Yeah. Maybe we need to watch that. <laughs> we never watched Kiss of the Spider Woman, so we I mean can't we did. We just didn't talk about it. Did you actually finish it? No, I did not because we knew we were going to talk about it. <laughs> but we fucking suck. We'll have to finish it. It's, got, it's starting to get, you know, not as nice out, and we'll have time to talk about it here. Uh, so if COVID doesn't kill us all. COVID's probably going to kill us all. But, yeah, so Val Kilmer, obviously, he had a tracheotomy, I think. He had his throat, his larynx, part of his larynx removed. Is that what it was? He can't talk no more. He's got he a, he's got this thing in his throat, and he's got to push on it to talk. He's, he's got he's, the he's down terrible, and I, I really feel bad. Like, I'm not making fun of him. This is just what he sounds like. He said he's at the smoker's. Too basically, you know, pretty smoke, much. But he, he like smoke. the smokers usually have that machine thing. Yeah. So, but that little button, yeah, I think you suck up against your throat. Yeah, he's. I mean, he seems to be in pretty good spirits for somebody like him. So, it was the scene in there when they go to like this tombstone thing? Which, don't get me wrong, that sounds awesome. I would go watch that live like that. That'd be fucking cool as shit. Actually, I think to go see Tombstone live and Val Kilmer would be there. I'd go do that. He wasn't really that. He didn't stay to watch it. No, he he got. It looked like he got like. Well, no, that was another scene where he got overwhelmed at like that Comic Con or whatever. Right, but he was like walking around yeah, wherever they was, were, the yeah, ranch or whatever they were having it, and talking about like how much he hates doing what he's doing. Yeah, he doesn't want to do that anymore. It's just making him money. I mean, 
you have he to can't realize act anymore. No. What is he supposed to do? Apparently, he's in Top Gun, which I mean, we talked about. You sent me that earlier that it got, got pushed, pushed back. back again. Yeah. Apparently, he is, and he's admiral. He's an admiral now, which is as fucking high as it gets in the navy. So we'll see how that goes. Apparently, I there's want- aliens <laughs> in Top Gun now too. Apparently, I don't know. It's never going to get released at this point. They should just release it on Paramount Plus, dude. Charge me ten bucks. I'd I'd buy it. Did Charge you me- Did you know that uh, Kilmer was the voice for Kit in the Knight Rider reboot? Yeah. The really? Yes. When they rebooted it in two thousand eight, he was the voice of Kit. The original Kit. The what's his name? Um, the dude from Arrested Development took over. Uh. What's this? Will Arnett became the so, voice of Kit. No, he was uh, replaced by Val Kilmer. Was he? Yes. Oh, maybe I, I'm remembering that backwards. Nobody, then. Yeah. Nobody knows. Nobody watched that show. It was terrible. I, I actually did. It was horrible, but it, it was Val Kilmer. I do remember Val Kilmer, but I couldn't remember if it was like the. I don't think I ever finished <laughs> it, but I do remember. I probably have the pilot downloaded somewhere on my computer. I guarantee you I probably do. Still, it's been transferred from five computers, but five computers. Still have it. It's probably on this hard drive somewhere. I guarantee you. But yeah, yeah so no. there, there's movies on here of his that I've never seen, and maybe I need to have a, a little Val Kilmerathon. You know, we have uh, you have Tom Cruise nights where you watch all Tom Cruise hits. Why not watch wait, Val Kilmer? Wait, wait. Uh, I, I used to back in the day. <laughs> I was like, you said we. Like I've done such a well, thing. No, I've never I'm, done such a I'm thing. I'm sure people do that. You know, you watch Top Gun, Days of Thunder. You know, like. Whatever, born on the Fourth of July, that kind of shit. But I want to watch the unknown, the ones that I have. I know, but I'm saying he. But those are his known movies that we just never saw before. Have you ever seen the real McCoy? No, but he's like a bit player in that. He's not even the main guy. I don't think he's the second lead. Oh, is he? I didn't think he was the second lead. Well, he's second build, I should say. Isn't Kim Basinger like the lead in this? Yeah, I thought so. Kill Um, me again. Sounds good. He was in, so I can tell you from the 2000s, I, I definitely saw Salt and Sea. Obviously, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is actually probably my favorite of his movies. He was awesome that's, in that movie. That's the best. He should have been nominated for more. If you haven't seen, this is 2021, it's been out for 16 years now. If you haven't seen Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and you like movies and you like Robert Downey Jr., you are doing yourself a disservice by not watching Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Yeah, that's a great fucking movie, by the way. Just so you know. Uh, what is it? Uh, Shane Black, right? Yes. Shane, yeah. Written and directed by Shane Black. And then Shane Black went on to do Iron Man 3. Iron Man 3, and he's doing Predator now or something, right? Yeah, which is weird. Oh, he Why did you, a Predator. He did a Predator, but it's like a whole Predator series. I'm like, why are you rebooting the Predator franchise? Because it makes money. It's, he did, it's an overseas thing. He did uh, Spartan, which I thought was pretty good. That was another army movie kind of thing. Well, that he was did. a David Lavin movie. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Um, I'm trying to think of any of the other. Tent and Wolf sounds familiar. These are all, any of these direct video Rando ones, I would, I'm going to skip them. Yeah, I mean, the only reason why I even remember half of these is because of the video store, to be honest with you. I don't remember him being in Deja Vu, and I've seen Deja Vu, so. Wasn't he his best friend or something? I don't or- remember. That movie is very vague to me at this point. I don't remember much about it, and that because it, I mash it together with Man on Fire, and they're completely different movies. I know, but they have like the same look, like yeah, the cover. I, they exactly. both have like this orange look to them. Well, very Denzel, orange heavy. 
Well, Denzel Washington was also in another movie around the same time with Eva Mendez. I can't remember the name of the movie, though. Uh, Isn't that Deja Vu? No, 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 no. Well, she might have been in that movie. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm throwing them all together. I don't know. Deja Vu. What was the other movie with him? I can't, I'm trying to think. Uh, God damn it. Deja Vu, Man on Fire. I thought, and... it was some, I thought there was something with blue in the title. But that could have been earlier. Uh, out of Time? Yes, that's what it was. That they're, they're all they're all the same time period, and they're all basically the same movie. They were Man on Fire was a much better movie than those other two. Man on Fire is a great movie, um, and if it's on TV, is, I'll watch is it. Is it really better? Is it really the best of the three? I really liked Deja Vu. I really liked Out of Time actually, but I Man on Fire is just a solid movie, like one of those revenge movies. It came out around the same time as like Punisher, and it was better than Punisher. If that makes sense. You know, yeah. it had like that Punisher vibe, like vengeance vibe to it. And Punisher just kind of fell short of the mark. Well, at a time, but not uh, fucking, <laughs> fucking men on fire kind of just dove right in. Well, I mean, know? Denzel had like this huge period in like the early 2000s where he was just in like fucking everything hit after hit. He wasn't in a lot of things, but man, he was just pounding out classics. He did. And the, but, and then they've been forgotten. A lot of them have really been forgotten. Yeah, he... Between Training Day in 2001 and American Gangster in 2007, he did one, two, three, four, five, six, seven other movies in six years. He made some solid movies in the 90s, too. Don't forget. Yeah, kind of. He was in a lot of stinkers, too. Pelican Brief, Philadelphia, Malcolm X. Virtuosity. He did. (laughs) (laughs) Devil, (laughs) Devil in a Blue Dress. The preacher's right. wife, like that's like a romantic comedy. John Q wasn't a, I, I, you know, John Q was okay. What was the movie with? Uh, wasn't he in the movie with Kevin Spacey, the negotiator? The negotiator, or is, or is that Samuel L. Jackson? That's Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're like it sounded like I was just echoing you. <laughs> you were just like a half a second ahead of me. Oh, he was no movie he was in that was good, pretty good. I'm just reading through his like fucking basically his IMDb page. But Two Guns with Mark Wahlberg, that was a pretty good movie. I don't know if I ever saw that. It's like a buddy cop movie that's terrible. He's also playing. Remember we talked about this already, but he's playing uh, Macbeth. Yes, which is, yes, which yes. is interesting to say the least. So back to Val Kilmer and uh, the most interesting part of the movie, right? Was this when he was filming The Island of Doctor Moreau? Correct. So they come back. They actually go a little bit ahead, and then they they come back to when he's filming this movie. Well, preface this though by saying that his his idol to be an actor Marlon was Brando. Marlon Brando, and of course Marlon Brando at this point in his career is this fat slob who doesn't want to do anything. Okay, so he's he's filming this movie with his fucking idol, trying to get a rise out of him the whole time. And, I, I feel like there's more footage where they actually kind of do get along. There was that one point like where they were like chit-chatting and stuff. He wasn't mm-hmm. mad at Brando so much as he was mad at the fucking director. Well, yeah, two, the, the first director quit. And no, the first director got fired. Yeah, he got fired. But then the second one came in and was like some TV director or something that didn't have any experience or whatever. Or he directed duds. I don't know. I can't. I'm trying to see. Um, I'm trying to see here. Richard Stanley. Yes. He, this was his first big movie. Yeah, it was his first big movie. He hasn't done a movie since. So leave that, you know, take it as you will. But also 
like right when filming started is when he got served papers. Divorce papers. Yeah, I know. So, I mean, that movie was kind of ridiculous. I don't, I don't think I ever saw it. Um, but you can tell, and they don't direct, they don't say it outright, but he was in the movie with uh, David Thewlis, who most people would remember from the <clears throat> Harry Potter movies. Mm-hmm. That's where I remembered him from. And he's yeah. just like, you can see it in his face. He fucking hates being there. Yeah, he does not look happy. He looks miserable and like he's like, did you know we were doing this? And yeah, I get it. Maybe he Val wasn't in the best state of mind because he's getting divorced. But he, the director was being such a total dick. Like he wants to rehearse. I want to rehearse right now. Let's rehearse. I'm ready. Let's go. <clears throat> the movie was just thrown. To, he wanted to do the movie so quick and so fast and just get out of there. Basically, yeah. He didn't, want, he didn't really want to be there. So I don't know why he was there to begin with. Why didn't they just cancel the movie? I had a lot of money. In it. Well, you know, what's weird is that the, the budget for the movie is only like 40 million bucks. But I guess in 1996 time, 40 million bucks is expensive for a fucking movie that was going to be a dud. And I'm guaranteeing that most of that money probably went to Brando would be my guess. I don't know what his, you know, whatever. I don't know. I, I really don't. I think there's actually a documentary about the the filming and development of it maybe that's worth watching called the lost soul i want to watch let's watch that shit fucking stupid movie it was not a great movie i don't think i ever watched it because i heard it was so terrible i once again you're talking a movie that's almost 30 years old it's been a long time since i've watched and when even when i watched it i probably did not pay attention because it looks boring as shit so the most notable thing to come out of the movie was that uh, Mike Myers based Mini-Me on one of the characters from <laughs> the Island of Dr. Moreau. Basically a miniature of of uh, Dr. Moreau. That's so, what Mini-Me was based on. So we got that out of that. What's funny is we got to see Feruza Balk, which I haven't seen in like 30 years. What has she been up to? I have not seen her in a long time. She's almost 50, she was 50 years old. God, I didn't damn. realize how many people were in this. Ron Perlman's in that movie. Yeah, the Iron what, Chef dude, Mark Cascos is in that movie. That's got to be one of his first movies too, Ron Perlman. Perlman? Oh, no, like he's been of, around a long time. Well, one he of was, his first major movies, probably. He was uh hmm. eighty. Yeah, he was in. He was in some weird shit. He was on Beauty and the Beast, the TV show. Yeah, I remember. He was. That was a terrible TV show. Wasn't that Linda Hamilton? Mm, maybe. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, it was Linda Hamilton. He won Golden Globe. For best actor, reading the beast, <laughs> ridiculous. I'm not kidding. 1989. Oh, no, I, I know you're not kidding. I believe you. It's just fucking ridiculous. <laughs> he beat out. Uh, let's see here. He beat out Corbin Burnson on L.A. Law, Harry Hamlin on L.A. Law, Ken oh, Wall on Wise Guy, and Carol O'Connor in the Heat of the Night. My grandfather loved that fucking show. Heat of the Night was a good show, actually. It was. A, it was before its time. It didn't deserve to be on. Back then, in like the late '80s, it was kind of weird the way they set that show up, and they set it up. I mean, it's it was successful, but Carol O'Connor was predominantly known right. as Archie Bunker, a major fucking racist. So, I mean, you know, it's generally whatever it was. So, I definitely recommend watching Val if you have any interest in in, in Val Kilmer at all. So, even if you don't, even it makes him more likable. It really does. But he, you know, he, the weird thing that I, I didn't know that he played, he did this Mark Twain one man show. 
I didn't. I want to see it now. And now I do too. It looks amazing. But I, I'd like, I'd never, and that the parts of the movie where he's just, he's not doing the show. He's just dressed up like Mark Twain, talking as Mark Twain was the weirdest shit I've ever seen. It's fucking great though. But he just tell he's like in the, in the world of his own almost. I had no idea he had ever had done anything like that. No, but I mean, he kind of fell off the face of the earth a little bit there. He's making he random was, fucking movies. He was doing it on stage for a few years. Yeah. So, but uh, I mean, I don't even know where you can find this movie to watch. I don't. Is it a movie? Did they make a movie out of it? it they filmed. Uh, they filmed it from stage show. Yeah. So I don't even know I, where you could watch it. I'd be interested in watching that because he it looked like he really took the time to actually do it. It wasn't like half-assed. So he wrote mm-hmm. it himself. You know, so it's something like he it was his like passion project, which to me makes it seem like he had a lot more in the tank. So who knows? Yeah, he did. He definitely did. You know, so it sucks what happened to him. I mean, don't get me wrong. I you I'm glad it brought it back into the hindsight that all of the shit that he did before. You know what I mean? Now right. you you don't you're not gonna forget about Val Kilmer. And hopefully then maybe they'll make a sequel to it, you know, and they have a whole bunch of other footage, man. Yeah, you know, I, 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 you know, I, I want to see more footage from the island of Dr. Moreau. <laughs> I figured you would get caught up on that one because it was more. I was like enraptured by I'm like, holy shit, he's getting into a fight with the fucking director right now. Yeah. And Frankenheimer, you know, he's done some big shit. He's not a, a, a shithead director. No. Although his last movie that he did sucked. That was Reindeer Games. But he did um, the original Manchurian Candidate and one of the greatest, uh, most underrated movies in the 90s, Ronin. Yeah, that car chase, that movie's awesome. Yes, the um, car chase. Car chase is awesome. Uh, he also no, did a movie called Year of the Gun. Not Way of the Gun. Way of the no, Year of the Gun. <laughs> Very close. It almost sounds like it could be a sequel or prequel. <laughs> God damn, I haven't watched Way of the Gun in a long time. That might be due for reviewing. Uh, so, but the, the one thing that caught my attention in that movie, too, was his he videotaped a really young Tom Cruise. Yeah, you know that the the premiere for Top Gun, and he's you know they're dancing and partying and shit. He's married to uh, what the fuck is her name? He was married oh. to somebody before Nicole Kidman. Uh, I can't. Remember. Oh, he was married to Mimi Rogers. Mimi Rogers, right? Um, which kind of I it was funny to see because I, <laughs> I don't know if you caught when he was uh, his date to the premiere was Cher. Yeah, Val Kilmer's date. I guess he dated. They must have dated. I, I don't know. But uh. she was introducing him and he said, Here's Val Kilmer. <laughs> so bad. Kilmer. Uh, she had no idea who he was. <laughs> uh, that's fucking hilarious. Zero clue. I, I loved when Tom Cruise got out of limo and he got out before his wife and his his brother or cousin or whoever it is. That's his brother. Uh, his brother, William Mapather, which is Tom Cruise's real last name. Um, was walking with the wife, and the wife just looked so confused because <laughs> Tom Cruise is fucking Tom Cruise, man. He's but gonna like, stand there. Who was filming shit. that? If he, if Kilmer was like getting out of the, who was filming that? I don't know. That's a good question. Who's behind the camera? Yeah, most of the time it's him. Yeah, most of the so. time. Anyway, yeah. moving on here. All right. Recommend it. Let's watch it. I'm gonna watch some more Val Kilmer. I'll let you guys know what I think about the other Val Kilmer movies. Maybe we'll rate them yeah, maybe one of we'll these days. A, yeah, we'll do like a Val Kilmer It's going to be real hard to overtake Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. We'll have Val Timber here. 
Val Timber. That's a good. That's a good one. I like it. I like it. Val Timber. I have to dig through my DVDs now and find all the shit I have because I have all of these movies probably from the video store. Like Top Gun. I mean, I know I have. I don't I know what Top Gun on Paramount Plus. What is Thunderheart? I don't know. I don't know. A lot of these movies I never heard of. Dude, it's got Sam Shepard in it. It was produced by Robert De Niro. Like, what the fuck? Like some weird fucking movies he was in. I don't know. I don't but anyway, know. Yes. have to watch it. He's in, like, well, we, we talked about, I still think Batman Forever is probably better than Batman Returns, but my hatred for Batman mm. Returns is real. The, the Batman Forever gets uh, a boost from Jim Carrey and Tommy Lee Jones. Which, you know, and they he, are better villains than Danny DeVito as the Penguin and Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman. And you know what the funny thing is, too? And we'll, we'll end it on this. We'll end Val Kilmer on this. He was pissed because he couldn't do more as Batman. He's in this fucking rubber suit. He couldn't do anything. He could barely move. There was no emotion. It was just his. They wanted him to make stupid faces with his mouth, and that was basically it. So he tried to do more as like Bruce Wayne and shit like that. But other than put that, his hands on his hips. Mm, I'm mm, no, I'm I don't. I mean, he's not wrong. He hated it. He's like, no. I don't want to do this. Fuck that shit. Then George Clooney did it, and then that was the end of Batman for a very long time. I feel like they've made it so that you can move in the in the suit now. Well, I mean, honestly, and I think Ben Affleck's actually not a bad Batman. I mean, I, I honestly don't think he's bad. He's I think he's he has the voice like Christian Bale, so no, it's he, automatically better. He, <laughs> I, I don't know. Christian Bale was good as Batman, but his voice was terrible. His like, voice was terrible. But everything uh, else but the voice is just Batman. I don't want to do this. Like with like Tom Hardy's Bane voice in the original cut of the movie, when you could barely understand what he said. No. Um, <laughs> Batman. Batman. Gotham City will burn. Gotham City. <laughs> Nobody knew who I was until I put on the mats. <laughs> uh, okay, moving on. <laughs> we can go. I can go on a tangent on that fucking shit show. That you know that movie pisses me off to this day because it Batman leaves. Batman no- returns. No, Batman Dark Knight Rises. Oh, well, yeah. It's not a, it's not a solid end to that series. I mean, it was is, okay. Is there a third movie? And this is a tangent. Is there a third uh movie that is as good as any of the first two? The only one I'm not counting Thor 3 that doesn't count. No, Thor But is there any third movie where it's like better or just as good as one and two the only i mean harry potter did that no, count? Not, probably not not a, not a harry potter guy but yeah i mean i mean you could technically say that but it's a continuation it's yeah i know and like also like the third bond movie is goldfinger yeah so i mean but i can't think of like any third movie where it's like equally as good as one and two or even well, like even like 75 percent is good what about the original Star Wars trilogy? The second one's the best. Yeah. I mean, but the third one's not bad. The third it's one not, doesn't hold up on repeated viewings. No. Um, because they made, because after, you know, at the time, sure. But then they made them brother and sister. <laughs> and um, 30 years later, everybody's like, you know what? It's kind of weird, right? Like, a little bit weird. They were like kissing and like love interest, kind of. 
but the other brother and sister, and then you watch the others, and you're like, mm, mm, <laughs> mm. this is a little weird. Is uh, a little incesty for me. Is Iron Man three better than Iron Man two? Yes. Okay, so there, there's one. Um, honestly, so if we're, we can, we, we basically go on a fucking comic book tangent here, but I would say that, what is it? So the third Captain America Civil War is better than count. why? Because it's, it's a, like an uh, Avengers movie. Yeah, I guess in a way, it's not just like a Captain America movie. They turned those movies into like it was like Avengers thrillers. two and a half. It really was. It was so good. They got away with murder on that one, man. They used Spider-Man, well, Spider-Man Far From Home. Well, was Spider-Man um, No Way Home, right? God, I fucking, we never even talked about that. No, that I, but that's going to be probably just as good as one and two. I think that's going to be the, if they do, if they do what they're supposed to do and they bring all these guys back and they're, they're stop playing coy about it and it actually happens the way it's supposed to, like Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield. I feel Garfield. like Marvel movies shouldn't count though because there's threads of stories <laughs> interwoven into other movies. Well, I mean, if you if you put it this way, let's so it, they have to count because they're movies. So I mean, regardless, you have a, its own series like Spider Man. But I mean, if you're taking all these characters from other movies, then I guess you don't technically have to count them. But like, um, like, like, he's not just in three movies. He's in Civil War. He's in Endgame. He's in, you know, he's in all of these movies. Like, not just yeah. Spider Man movies. True. The same goes for Thor. Thor three. Excellent. Thor three. Thor three is better than the first two fucking movies total. <laughs> Thor three is better than probably the first two of every other series. <laughs> fucking Thor three. I mean, I mean, I know we're only talking about that, but like, I feel like Batman drops a- after the second one every time they've done it. Yeah, probably. I mean, we've only done it twice, so yeah, they've only made it. Well, they've made. Four original movies, and the second two, I don't know, the second one is, I, I don't know why it's rated so high. It pisses me off every time. But, I mean, the third one, I think, is Because at be- the time, at the time, it was. Something. It was something. You, yeah, it's yeah, one of those ones that doesn't really hold up in retrospect. No, every time it comes out, I think it's on all the time during Halloween. Uh, my kid Which watches weird it. because it's a Christmas movie. You can argue that Batman Returns is a Christmas movie. Yeah, it does take place in Christmas. Um, and Christopher Walken's in it. It's great. If Die Hard is a Christmas movie, Die Hard is a Christmas Batman movie. Returns. We'll Die have Hard to talk is- about Christmas movies this year instead of Christmas songs. Christmas Christmas movies like Die Hard and Gremlins are my two favorites. Those are my top two Christmas movies. Gremlins and Die Hard. Uh, and probably The Night They Saved Christmas. But I haven't probably. seen that. Probably. I haven't seen that movie in probably 30 years. The Night They Saved Christmas? It's a Jacqueline Smith movie from like the 80s. What even is it? I've never even heard of it. <laughs> you can I you could probably find that movie on YouTube, but you wouldn't be able to find it anywhere else. What even is this? It was a TV movie. It's terrible. It was great. It's greatly terrible. Wow. Okay. Well <laughs> talk about let's talk about um Hey, I got an idea. I got an idea. Let's start our own football team and beat some high school kids. Think we could do it? I mean, probably could. The answer is no. This guy's done it. This guy, uh, what was his name? John something? They didn't beat anybody. They lost 58 to nothing to a high school team. All these dudes were in their 1920s. I mean, it's ridiculous. Bishop Sycamore. Bishop 
fake yeah. sycamore. Bishop school. like the you know like the priest bishop, and sycamore like the tree. It's a school <laughs> that doesn't actually exist. But in Ohio, they've got really loose rules on if you can qualify as a school or not. It they decided. Like a school. They decided that these people, this coach, I should say, and his name is. I don't even know. He's also being sued. For Andre Peterson. Yeah, something like that. Um, decided he wanted to make a super school, a West, a West super school, or I guess a Midwest, kind of like IMG Academy, which for people who don't know, IMG Academy is owned by IMG, which is a, a, an agency. Mm-hmm. So they have this extremely fancy prep, not even a prep school, really. They just have a football program. They don't even allow to play in Florida. They're not allowed to play other Florida high school teams. They just go around the country and play um, play other high schools. Nobody wants to play them anymore because it's like these are like the top top tier athletes. They've been recruited from all over. It's not just football. It's every sport. And they do whatever. I mean, they, they're like the best of the best. So they beat a bunch of adults. They beat adults. These people that they played, this fake high school, were adults. They were like in their 20s. Some of them. Yeah, they were older than them. They beat them yeah. fifty-eight to nothing. Fifty-eight to nothing. They've had and some. They've had more success um, with baseball than they had with football, but they're still good in football. You know, obviously. They've still, but they've, <laughs> they, they here's here's people that they have produced either out of their high school or out of their uh, professional training program. They ready? Because it's quite a list here. <sighs> uh, Jose Fernandez, Shit. Pat Pat Burrell, Mark Burley. Adam Dunn, Josh Hamilton, Joe Maurer, Andrew McCutcheon, Gary Sheffield, Joey Votto, Ryan Zimmerman, Jose Ramirez. Holy shit. Jose Fernandez no. didn't work out well for them. Uh, uh, <laughs> let's not talk about that. <laughs> but yeah, they made up this fake school. Nobody wants to play them. So this guy basically made up a fake school. They've been playing kind of a little bit here and there and getting their ass whooped. They played two really? days in a row. They lost two days in a row. Oh, they played Friday and Sunday. No, I thought it was Saturday and Sunday mm-hmm. or Friday, Saturday. It was like Friday that. and Sunday. Okay, well, whatever, you know. And like, there's a something was going viral on Sunday, and I was like, I don't, what is this? I don't understand. And then, like, by the end of the, by Monday morning, I understood it was a list of the players' names. And like, the coaches didn't even have all the players' names and didn't have their numbers. And some of the guys were the same number. <laughs> like, what even what even is that so fucking bad it's like oh, I, it's like where's the where's where's my 30 for 30 on uh bishop sycamore like when is that gonna come out you know it's gonna happen I, like, I can't wait for it there is this secret underbelly of high schools that try to recruit from all over the country to have things like this to get one game on espn or or, or you know one game on some TV network as a feature. I'm going to get your kid, you know, into a bigger college program. Have him sent here. It happens in basketball all the time. Well, yeah, basketball. It's predominant in basketball. Um, baseball, not so much. Football, I could see it happening more. But that's that's any sports. It doesn't matter. They get There's a, a real shady underbelly. These kids are probably not getting a full education. Um, it, there's going to be some. I mean, you can't imagine that IMG is giving them a full education anyway. 
maybe a little bit more than you know your normal college if you're a star athlete, but they're going there based on their athletic ability. So it's it's a little bit of you know you're you're going you're getting what you don't pay for because you're a fucking athlete anyway. So I mean, I guess the- it's kind of like uh, Juilliard, you know? Yeah. I mean, you're at a college or is it a high school? I think it's a high school, isn't it? Um, or a pre pre college or something like that. No, it's it's there is a pre college part of it. Yeah, I don't. Know, it's just, it's real shady, isn't it? A lot of I guess shit. you want to have the best training and stuff for your kid and athlete, and want to put them into the best college program, and then hopefully they get a full scholarship. I just feel like it's really fucking shady. So let me get this straight. We went from being against a fake high school football team built of adults to the against the actual legit high school built of real high school age students who are actually just good at sports. I mean, these kids, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I do. Don't get me wrong. I agree with you to an extent. Like, I, I wish that they would get the education they deserve, regardless of how good of sports they are. But at the same time, a lot of them just probably don't give a shit anyway. And their parents are like, well, they're just seeing dollar signs. Well, they got to pay to get them into these places. I mean, you think they do? Yeah, they or do. Or they get scholarships for that. No, they got to pay to get into play for Bishop Sycamore. No, no, no. I mean, like, IMG. I'm sure a lot of them pay. Yeah. That's weird. I don't know. I mean, I or, guess. If- or if they don't pay up front, they probably have, a, like, a, you have to agree to be an IMG uh, represented athlete in the future once you go professional. Yeah. I wonder if any of these athletes are still represented by IMG. I don't know. Huh. It's just weird to me. And the whole the whole situation, how do you get duped that bad though? Uh I don't I don't know. How do you get duped that bad? Laziness. Yeah, they didn't do their research. I know I remember hearing I was watching some clips on it, and I remember the announcer saying, like, we don't really know much about this Bishop Sycamore High School. I'm like, no shit, you don't. They're like yeah. fucking. Look, look, look at that. That's that's the the roster there. And that's about as be- as good as I can get it there. No, that's good. Uh, look no at that. Been... Like, there's no numbers, dude. Is there? There's no numbers. You... Melvin and Marcus Duncanson. Those are fake names. Uh, how do you know? Like, this is the this is what the and one dude's an athlete. What, what <laughs> position is that? Athletes. They're all athletes. What is this? <laughs> How did they not get, How did they not realize this? I don't know, but like, there's no numbers. How are you supposed to? How are you supposed to announce any any of these people? Travis Bud. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know how you're supposed to announce any of that. I really don't. And, and yep. speaking of sports, let's hop into our final topic of the evening. Our yeah. final topic of the evening, and that would be John Smoltz and Al Leiter. Two. One Hall of Fame pitcher and one pretty good pitcher. Yeah, pretty good. He was he was okay. Um, but he one. So what's funny is one of them was Al, didn't Al Leiter win two hundred games? Pretty good pitcher. He was a pretty good pitcher. No, no Mark Leiter though. Who's Mark Leiter? <laughs> his brother? I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> I think it's his brother. One hundred and sixty-two wins. So he's got the the res- resume. Resume. He lost the resume. Well, so that's fine. How many do you lose? 
132. <laughs> but to be fair, he did play for a lot of lousy teams. So he played for the, played for the Mets in like the nineties. Right? Yeah, he, he was good for the Mets though. Ninety-five and sixty-seven. It's pretty good. But he played for yeah. Toronto when they were bad. True. Uh, well, not not enough. He played for Florida. Mm. Did he win a World Series with Florida? Was he uh, on that team? Ninety-seven. Ish. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then the year after he went to the Mets. Yeah. Well, yeah, a lot of people went to the different teams after that World Series. Yeah. So they refused the vaccine, which, they re- yeah. um, by the way, uh, the Buccaneers announced today that all of their players have been vaccinated, which includes Tom Brady. So if oh. Tom Brady's getting vaccinated. Get your goddamn vaccines, Get man. The, and he's like Mr. Super Health, you know, he's drinking like weird and eating weird shit. So now they, they're not allowed at the studio. Um, And they won't be allowed in the studio. Apparently, they're still going to let Smoltz call a division series game. And they're going to appear remotely. Like, just get the fucking shot, people. Like he just, I'm assuming John Smoltz doesn't have any underlying conditions anyway. So just get the fucking shot. It doesn't matter. You know, you're not going to die from it. Fucking Christ. I, I mean, it's funny because I could see Smoltz doing it more than Al Leiter. Uh, he's just got that kind of vibe to him, you know? John Smoltz, to me, always came across as a bit of a dick. Even though I'm a Braves fan, he still came across as a bit of a dick. Al Leiter always seemed like a nice guy. And every time I ever watched him on MLB Network, he always came across as like, like a normal dude. John Smoltz has a little bit of a chip on his shoulder, you know? Kind of. It's weird that he played for the Red Sox and the Cardinals, though. It's weird, right? A little bit, yeah. And then he came back to the Braves and then retired. Oh, well, did he retire as a Brave or did he go to, back to the Cardinals? I can't no, remember. he played for the Red Sox and the Cardinals in one year, 2009, and then left. That was yeah. it. He was like, ah, this is just weird. <laughs> <sighs> John Smoltz. I remember – so I just speaking about John Smoltz, I remember when he became the uh, – like the closer for the Braves, and then he came back and started to be came back to be a starter. It was mm-hmm. the weirdest transition back that I've ever seen. I know he was a starter before, and then he came. He was a really good fucking closer. Dude, probably would he wanted to start again. Had. He was more valuable as a starter, even even I if guess. he was a good closer. I guess, but I mean, he had that fucking lights out slider. Holy shit, man! But you're talking, he was four years as a closer, right? So he pitched 285 innings in those four years. And then in 2005, through 230 innings. So, yeah, he's way more valuable as a starter. Oh, I agree. But I'm just saying he would have probably racked up. He was still Hall of Famer, so it doesn't really, it's irrelevant, really. But, I mean, he probably would have racked up. I don't know how many saves did he get in those four years. A lot. Yeah, so I'm saying. He's got 154 career saves. In four years, he got 154 saves. Well, let's say. And whatever. one year, he only closed. He only uh, like closed uh, 20 games. And I think, I think part of that, I think he was hurt for part of the year. I don't remember. Well, that's why he. That's why he was closer. That's he why he came hurt. out. Of, yeah, and he then he finally got healthy again. Mm-hmm. So you, I mean, and, you might. I don't know if you'll ever see anything like that again. No, probably not. I mean, now you see. You should though. You see a lot of long relievers now in baseball that can pitch more than one inning, and that's going to be the future of baseball. You're going to have these like starters going five or six innings or five innings, and then you have a long reliever go two, and then set up man and a closer. Uh, but I yeah. feel like you should do that. Like Maybe if you're hurt and you can't throw a lot, close for a little bit, and then go back to being a starter once you are fully healthy. Well, it worked for him. I mean, 
still be still a Hall of Famer. I mean, how many players have what does he have? Two hundred plus wins and one hundred fifty plus saves. I mean, not many people have that. Uh, I think him and Eckersley are the only ones. Yeah, I mean, because Eckersley was a starter for a good portion of his career, wasn't he? I don't know if he, he has two hundred wins though. Uh, I don't know that I, I'm. I have to. I'd have to consult Google on that one. I'm not sure. Only pitcher to compile 200 wins and 150 saves. Only yeah. pitcher. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, obviously that got him into the Hall of Fame. If it wasn't for those 150 saves, he wouldn't have got into the Hall of Fame. Eckersley's three short. Really? 197 wins. So, how many games did Eckersley start, though? Uh, Eckersley we're talking, we're talking had uh, 361 starts in his career. Yeah, I mean, he, he in an early career, I'm assuming. From 75 to 86, he was a starter. Yeah, because he pitched well into the 90s, didn't he? Like, yeah, way and then into from the 90s. 87 until 98, he pitched for 24 years. He was a closer. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, he pitched. He won a Cy Young in, in 92 and an MVP as a closer. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> he was ridiculous, man. 51 saves in 92 with a 1.91 ERA. And 80 innings pitched. In the AL. And 92. In won the, the fucking a- MVP award. In the, he played predominantly his whole career. Was the never, A's, wasn't that it? will never happen again, by the way. Wasn't his whole career with the A's? Uh, no, he was on a bunch of teams. Like He was on the, the Cardinals. I was going to say he was on the Cardinals. Because I think, didn't Red he follow Sox, the Lord? Indians. He was on six teams. Five teams. Well, who? what did he do the 92? What was there on 92? Oakland. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I knew it was I knew part of it was Oakland. He beat out, let's see, the the number two MVP in two thousand nineteen ninety two, Kirby Puckett. Uh, was uh, second on the voting. Kirby Puckett hit three twenty nine that year, with nineteen homers and one hundred and ten RBIs and a seven point one WAR, and could beat a closer. Rest in peace, Kirby Puckett. Rest in peace. Frank Thomas also had uh, uh, a really good year that year, but McGuire that year had 42 home runs, 104 RBIs, and finished fourth in voting. He also pumped his balls full of steroids. So <laughs> Probably, but I mean, that's just, no, that'll never happen again. No, it won't. I could never see a closer winning an, MV- an MVP, let alone a Cy Young. That's only happened once since then. I believe Gagne did it. Oh, God. Remember Eric Gagne? Holy shit. Forgot about him. Didn't Brad, didn't, uh, Brad Lidge, didn't Brad Lidge win the World Series MVP? It doesn't I, count, though. <laughs> Come on. That, that doesn't count. I'm yeah. trying to think here. What was the last closer to win a Cy Young? Uh, that was definitely Gagne did it in 2003. Raleigh Fingers in 81 and Willie Hernandez in 84. And what What did... No, there was the only, there was the only three. Gagne didn't win. Oh, Gagne didn't won in 2003. You're looking at no. American League only? Oh, oh maybe. You're no. MVP, you're looking at MVP. MVP and Cy Young in a single season. Fingers, right. Willie Hernandez, and Eckersley. So, uh, Gagne finished sixth in MVP voting that year. Okay. Um, behind Barry Bonds, who obviously deserved it, hitting 45 home runs that year <laughs> with a 300, uh, 341 batting average and a 530 on-base percentage. 530! Well, it's because he walked 500 times, probably. Fuck he had 45 Christ. home runs and 90 RBIs. They were terrified of him. <sighs> I think that was the year where they really started intentionally walking him. Oh, yeah. No shit. 
<laughs> 530 on base percentage, I would say so. Uh, like, yeah. Walking him is one thing, but like they were just like, where'd you go? He had a lot, of, uh, a lot of needle pricks in his butthole, near his butthole. By the way, the steroids. next year, 2004, when, when Bonds won the award again, he had a 609 on base percentage. Probably, what, 200 walks? Give or 200, take? 232. Yeah, I was going to say. Yep. That's, That's fucking it, insane. So, so he was just hitting every ball that hit the strike zone. He hit out of the park. Steroids, steroids notwithstanding. Steroids don't help you hit every single ball. It don't help you hit it further. But it ain't going to help you hit every single ball. Like, unbelievable. I, 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 he hit, how many singles did he have that year? <laughs> Yo, you know, uh, he, he had, uh, let me see, 135 hits, of which... 75 were extra base hits. So he, his MLB records singles that year, his MLB records currently stand. Okay. Granted he's, I mean, obviously, obviously he did steroids. I mean, there's no fucking secret. I don't know how, like he's not in the hall of fame anyway. He's not going to be in the hall of fame, but 25 without, steroids oh i know but 25 but he did steroids so now he's fucked but 2500 career walks dude 2500 almost 2600 609 on base percentage is a fucking single season record forever i will never be broken ever in this lifetime 863 slugging percentage in a single season yeah never 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 never, no i'm trying to see the all-time uh walks Leaders, uh, single season, single season walks. Okay, okay. Barry Bond says first, second, and third, and ninth. So he walked a lot. He actually walked a lot in general, even in early in his career. Yeah, like a hundred times a year. I mean. There was a time in 89 in Pittsburgh, he struck out 58 times and walked 93. Also, surprisingly, on this list, Ted Williams had a lot of walks. I mean, he hit the ball like a fucking maniac, too. Right. But Ted Williams has six, seven, and eight on here all time, single seasons. That year, that last year he was in San Francisco, he only had 94 hits. How many of those were home runs exactly? You think, very, you think Barry Bonds got a vaccine? <laughs> yeah, he shot it right next to his. You think he got a vaccine? Right like right he's, he's put so much, he's like, well, might as well. Like, maybe it'll make my fucking nuts shrink even more. <laughs> make it, maybe it'll make him grow back. Fuck, his balls must be the size of like little marbles. Yeah. You ain't got no, you ain't got no marbles. No marbles. No marbles. Um, oh, so I was thinking about something we could talk about next week, by the way. So TV I have, shows. I have so many ideas. I, I know. Gotta get to. Well, I know. But TV shows or movies that were turned into better TV shows. You're killing me here. <laughs> You're killing come, me here. Come on. I know. Your brain's just your brain just exploded. Oh, damn you. <laughs> I, my, the one that came to mind, I don't know why I was thinking about this movie earlier but friday night lights they went from that movie to the probably one of the best tv shows about sports ever so that that just to wet the whistle with the appetite of the the listeners 
Don't do it now. Show of all time is a movie I, that was turned I, into a TV I, show. I, I, I know. That's why. I, that's why it's a good thing to talk about. But it's got to be better than the original. Yeah. God, you're killing me. Fuck you. <laughs> you know I'm going to spend like a week looking at this. <laughs> I'm gonna wake up to fifty-eight fucking messages tomorrow. Yeah, you are. <laughs> You're gonna wake up to say, "Hey, do you remember this show?" Oh yeah. Oh god. Yeah, I knew I was gonna, I was gonna break you there for a second. But um, that being said, I think uh, is it is it is it shows that are different, like just take the source material and turn it into, or are we counting continuations of the same story, like a Star Wars? No. It has to be a show like that standalone, same premise, but no relation to the movies. No relation like, to the movie. Okay, so that that puts out Star Wars. That puts out Star Wars and yeah, a lot but, of the Disney shows, and yes. I guess like Stargate and stuff too. Technically, yes. Well, right. maybe because the original Stargate and the show are it was spun, spun off of that, but there no the characters weren't the same. I don't think. Although I've never I've seen Stargate. And I watched maybe like one or two episodes of Stargate, the show, because MacGyver was in it. But then again, I never watched any more of it. God, there's so many. <laughs> so many. I broke, ladies and gentlemen, I broke Mark. Do you know You're there's welcome. a Casablanca show? God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, this is almost as good as the Nicolas Cage idea. Uh, I can't wait for that one. All right, so uh, Mark and JD on, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, we're all there. Uh, so give us a follow. Uh, Twitch, we're here. You're watching us here on Twitch. Uh, give us a follow. S- subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, uh, Pandora, Radio, Audible, all, all everything. those things. All those things. Uh, Samsung has podcasts coming out now too. I'm gonna try and get us on that. I don't know. I just keep getting notifications. Hey, check out Samsung podcast. And I'm like, I, I guess I got another thing to get on. Um, so before we, before we end, did you see this girl? Was it you who sent me this? It might've been you actually. I was talking about it with somebody else today, but the girl who got caught using a fake vaccination card and spelled Ma- Maderna. Maderna. It's like Medea. It was Moderna. With an M A. If you're gonna, if you're gonna <laughs> I saw like was my uh, the one tweet I saw was like my favorite Moderna song is Vogue. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's pretty fucking good, actually. So uh, if, you're, if you're gonna if you're gonna fake a fucking vaccination card, spell the name of the right, fucking vaccine right. Google it. Like it's ah. Uh, if if you don't know how to spell Moderna, J and J. J and J, man. It's J&J. easy enough. That's what's on my so vaccination stupid. card, bro. I mean, it's not hard. And even the other one, it's Pfizer. I mean, you can get a. I, if you could probably not spell Pfizer right too, if you can't spell. No, Moderna, you right? if you can't spell Moderna, you definitely it, can't spell Pfizer. It's modern with an A on the end of it. It's not that hard, okay? Jesus Christ! And that's and fucking Pfizer. At least it's the one that's FDA approved now. Fuck, man. Moderna, oh Moderna, oh, oh Moderna, Moderna. <laughs> <laughs> I think my favorite Moderna song is Lucky Star. <laughs> All right. Goodbye. I really after that one. Goodbye. Good Goodbye. day, sir. Goodbye. Goodbye.